You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. My Natural Hair is a live experience where you can come out and witness the show, meet the host, and have your questions answered. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. at Detroit SIP, located between University of Detroit Mercy and Mary Grove College at 7420 West McNichols, Detroit, Michigan. Join My Natural Hair every Sunday at 2 p.m. to experience the culture and the movement. The Detroit is Different podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Black Coffee Podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. All right, we are here, and this is a fabulous white party event. This is the Black Coffee Podcast. This is Kari Frazier, and I have the first guest of many, and this is one of Frida's friends in full effect. Please introduce yourself. I'm Lois Williams. I'm a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. And, uh, and I was going to already say that you're being... Um, <laughs> You're being very uh, humble about yourself. You're a doctor, Dr. Williams. Right, right. You got to go to school for a good amount of time for that. So Quite a while. I'm going to um, I'm gonna add that doctor in the beginning as Frida made sure that I said Dr. Williams, okay, so I'm going to say Dr. Williams. That's fine. Okay, so Dr. Williams, the first question I'm going to say is, um, AKA, why did you pledge AKA? I, when I was at Wayne State, I just found the women that I came in contact with were Alpha Kappa Alpha women, and they carried themselves in such a way that I said, oh, I want to belong. I want to get with them and get to know more about what they're doing. And it took a while, but I finally got in and went through the pledge system, and I am still with Alpha Kappa Alpha. I didn't want to drop that. Yeah. Okay. So you're still with them today? Working with them. You've always been an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman, but I'm working with them as diligently as I can because we do good community service. And everything we do, we try to help someone grow in their area. Okay. Um, the good community service, was this something that was always a part of being an AKA? Was this when you first joined as well? Well, at, you know, undergrad is a little different than when you get to graduate school and then you get in the grad chapter. Undergrad, you're really, you know how you are when you're a teenager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but once you come out and you're a little more mature, that's when you find that it's about helping people in all areas of life. And that's, we have a teenage group. We have a group of senior citizens that meet regularly take them on trips. We have backpacks that we bought for over a thousand children. So we are constantly working in the neighborhood and that's what I mean. Okay, uh, the relationship with Detroit. Um, what what has uh, the, the, the feel of a lot of the membership here in Detroit? And also how has the neighborhood embraced the AKAs and the grad chapter reaching out and being a part of the community? Well, we just recently had a um, group in who worked with people who have Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And we had a little party for the caretakers. So 
We are constantly trying to promote people. We're constantly trying to make people feel good about themselves and just extend ourselves and our love so that they will feel like they can always come to us for anything and we will do our best to help them. Okay, and I can already say that uh, one of the people I look up to is Frida, and Frida spoke highly of what you do. Uh, what is the mentorship and mentoring, uh, being AKA, what has that been like for you? I found a sisterhood that you cannot find any, any place else. They are always ready to help you. I don't care what your task is, you can pick up the phone and a sister will be there to help you get what you need. Um, that is the most important part to me, is the, the closeness, the love that we have for each other. Okay, and I'm going to close out with this one last question. Okay. And it's more so about the vision of what you see moving forward for AKAs in Detroit. Uh, what do you see is going to happen as things continue to grow? Uh, a lot of things in the city seem to be changing, is what people are saying. But I definitely look at an organization and even an event like this tonight inside Detroit. And I think to myself, you all will have a say when whatever is going to happen in Detroit's future. We are part of the community. We are part of Detroit. And anything going on in the city, like we were out encouraging people to vote, we always want the best for our people. Mm -hmm. And we're there to help them in any way that we can. And we are going to continue to do that. Okay. It was fabulous uh, having this interview. And thank you so much, Dr. Williams. Thank you. I am with a bell of this ball. Earlier today, I was helping this young lady uh, put up signage as she has, as I've quoted, good comedic timing. She may have missed a calling on stage doing stand-up. Please introduce yourself. My name is Shelbia Jean Hopkins. I am a member of Alpha Royal Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. I'm also the 26th Great Lakes Regional Director, and I have served at the national level uh, since 1998. Okay, and Ms. Hopkins, you also are a great friend of Frida. Yes, I am a very good friend of Frida, and in my other career, I also was responsible for assisting her in purchasing the property at 736 Loper. Ain't that something? Okay, okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. You, uh, an industrious and entrepreneurial. Thank you. African-American as well. And you know, those are things that we love here at Black Coffee, but we're getting into questions about Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay. Why did you choose to pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? I have been a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha for 53 years. I pledged, uh, we pledged back in my day at Ohio University, Athens, Ohio. I'm a charter member of the Delta Phi chapter. And at that time, there was no African-American sororities on the campus of Ohio University. So a group of us, 12 to be specific, were able to get to university to believe that we could keep a sorority on that campus and uh, keep it going. So my mother was an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman, but that did not really influence my decision. She told me she did not care what I pledged as long as I was going to be happy. But the women who were at, uh, at Ohio University, we just kind of bonded together, uh, worked together, and uh, we were able to bring it together. Okay, so you pledged, and you, you all also launched the chapter when you pledged, basically? Yes. 
So yes. that's like a double. It's like you are pledged and dip. That's like you, you, you launched a chapter and pledged at the same time. This is phenomenal. That is correct. Thank you. All right. So along with this, 1965. Along with this foresight, in 65, uh, which led you into a leadership position uh, in 98 as well. Uh, what has Alpha Kappa Alpha in uh, taking initiatives and, and stretching the, I guess I would say, the, the existence and uh, the premise of what people think is possible? Because I'm sure that ever since you've joined, the sisterhood is like, can we do this? Can we do this? And you've always seen it happen. That is correct. Right after I finished undergraduate school, I moved to Detroit based on a job. I mm -hmm. started teaching here. And I was fortunate enough to work in a building where there were several members of Alpha Cap Alpha Sword and they invited me to come to an event. And I joined right away and I became actively involved. And I started taking leadership positions early on. And I passed president of this chapter also before I became a um, national officer. So I just been able to uh, embrace a lot of what we're doing. We do a lot of service projects. Uh, as you probably are aware, Alpha Rho Omega is the largest uh, chapter in the Great Lakes region. We currently have over 450 members who are very actively involved. And uh, we, we do a lot of things in the community, which I'm very, very proud. All right. Now, getting right down in the ground floor from the beginning, uh, what about this organization inspires you to have the passion where you have dedicated so much of your life to it? Well, we have people in our sorority who are all the way from 18 years of age all the way to, I'm familiar with several in our chapter who are at least 96, 97. And they still embrace in their golden and diamond years, 75 years in the organization. And we're blessed to have four in our chapter who are between the ages of 95 and 97 who've been in the sorority for 75 plus years. And I am motivated watching them hold on to their pearls and being involved, paying their dues, and also participating in events wherever they can. So I think I'm passionate because I see people supporting, doing things. For instance, this event tonight, this is just a beautiful event. You see a room full of people who are dressed in white mm -hmm. and just having a good time. And that's what we do within our own chapter, within the suburb. We are engaged in trying to have a good time. And along with having a good time, do a lot for the community. Yes, we do. We have a senior citizen, selective citizen program where we have over 125 uh, people in the community where we engage them in uh, learning more about life, financial planning, uh, arts and crafts, take them out to selected kinds of uh, restaurants that they may or may not be familiar with, and we also um, help them purchase gifts, etc. So it's just a real nice event. We have a young program for our uh, AK teams, and we have 125 young ladies who are learning etiquette, they're learning uh, how to apply to colleges. They're learning how to be members of the community. They have service projects that they must participate in. So when you see the young people and then you see the older people and everybody has a quest and a desire to learn and be much more effective and efficient in the community, it just motivates you to want to do more. Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation of Detroit and its role here in Detroit. Uh, what role do you see it playing just here specifically? Well, the Alpha Cap Health Foundation in Detroit, of which I was also 
a member of the first board of directors. See, you're like, uh, you are like, uh, I don't even know. It's like you're I'm like a starter. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to come up with a um, with a with with an adjective for you. You're like that wing in the Smithsonian Black Museum for Mary McLeod Bethune. Yes, I had an opportunity to visit that last week. I was in Washington. Yeah, you like that wing. That's beautiful. You like that Uh, wing. I could never, ever step into her shoes for the contributions that she has made. But uh, back to your original question, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation of Detroit is a nonprofit organization where we are required to give back, and that's what we do. Uh, we give back to the community through two of the programs that I mentioned, the AK teams, who are high school students, and our uh, senior selected citizen program. We also uh, take on some of the tasks that are at the national level, uh, and we embrace those in performing community service. For instance, we just completed uh, renovating and redoing one of the playgrounds in the city of Detroit. We have participated in what we call seasonal wraps, where we have made donations of uh, gloves, socks, scarves to those who are less fortunate. We have a book bag uh, campaign where we donate book bags to uh, either church or wherever uh, there's a need. We've had an opportunity to work with Alternative Girls. We've worked with Covenant House. Uh, We've helped supply furniture. We've gone in and done some training with some of the young people in both of those facilities. So we're just in the community being of service wherever we can and just enjoying uh, our contributions here in the city. We work very closely with the NAACP. Uh, We work very closely with the Urban League, many other civic organizations throughout uh, the city in this area. We have a very active group that works with the United Nations. Uh, several of us, several years ago, I actually went to the UN for a meeting um, mm. and learned more about their operations uh, there in New York. So mm. we try to stay engaged and pass on whatever knowledge and expertise we have that we can. Okay. All right. And two more questions. One question is definitely more so about your vision of the future. What do you see for the future of this chapter? Well, this chapter is doing magnificent things. I'm just so very proud of the membership. We're bringing in new members every year. We're bringing in new members almost every month. And they, they, they come aboard, they get involved, and they join committees. And um, I just see us being a bigger and bigger uh, voice in the city of Detroit. Uh, we have a political ring, but we don't support any uh, political candidates. We, our major thrust is to get out to vote. So we are wherever we can be in order to help uh, those who are not registered to become registered and make a difference in the community. Okay, and then the last question. As much as it's about work, it's also about fun. So uh, what do you think are some of the most fun things that happen at these events, these parties, or the fun things that (laughs) AKAs do? Well, you'll see in a minute when we finish with the introductions, you'll see some of our members up on the dance floor, the slides and the um, specific kinds of activities which will get them up and involved. Uh, ladies love to dance, number one. Is that is, the, is some, including of you? I will get out there. Okay, okay, I will okay. Get out there. So, so you can cut a rug, as they say. I can, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I, 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 I used to be even better. Oh <laughs> man, they playing rock steady in the, in the Aretha oh. tribute right now. Well, you know, that may not be the one you're going to get them up on the floor with, but trust me, <laughs> they will be up in a minute. Thank you so much. We have other activities. We have a jeans and glitz activity where we okay. play cards. Uh, we have a dance floor. Okay. And, uh, 
bingo and a lot of activities. It's open to the public. And they enjoy that activity. It's just a marvelous activity. And then we also have our homecoming event, which is an opportunity to bring back home some of our inactive members who are in the community to try to get them to come back down to Cafe Alpha. We have approximately, we do have nine chapters in the metropolitan area. I don't know if Kiri talked on that. But we, we have nine chapters, and we have probably over... Um, 1,200, 1,300 financially active members, but wow. we have at least another 1,000 to 1,500 AK members around the city, the metropolitan area, who are not financially active within mm. the chapter, and those are the ones that we try to bring back home. I, I feel that. And so maybe maybe the dance floor can be the gateway. Maybe the dance floor can get them active. We hope so. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Hopkins. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an opportunity, and we thank you for being here tonight. It is jazzing out, and Straight Ahead is playing away. I'm looking at Marianne Hayden, do what Marianne Hayden does best. Gaylin is doing what she does best. But I'm here with a woman that is speaking on a Saturday as opposed to a Sunday. <laughs> She's about to spread some good words with us. Please introduce yourself. I'm Reverend Janet Gaston Petty, the pastor of Metropolitan United Methodist Church. Okay, Reverend Petty, Reverend Petty. As, uh, I definitely have to applaud the uh, the whole aura and the essence of a woman from the pew. This is Black Coffee, the podcast. We always talk so much about uh, the journey of us as a people, and I definitely think part of that journey is honoring so many of the legacies of women that generally stood behind the scenes in places like churches. Yes. But now, knowing that the whole organization wouldn't even be an organization if it wasn't for the woman, you know what I'm saying? Well. So, um, and when we think about that, this event today, we're looking around, beautiful women, men in here as well, but uh, this was put on by some very strong women. Absolutely. And your support as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about AKA and what it means. Alpha Capital Alpha. Why did you join? You know, it's an organization that is really interested in building up women, children, and I just think it's important as we are in community to be a part of an organization that really has a foundation. 1908, we've been around, we're going mm. to be around, okay. and I'm just excited to be one in the number. Okay, all right, so the AKA journey, what does it mean to you, Alpha Kappa Alpha, when you think of it, just that together? What does it mean? I think for me, it's community, it's sisterhood, it's a group of women who have said yes, and by saying yes, that means that we're in community, we're working hard, we're doing what we can to build up, we're doing what we can to create a vision that lasts beyond today. And for you, when you think about legacies, as you're in a historic place, uh, being in such a historic church and being a part of such a historic organization, it's like both are intersecting right in the Motor City, Detroit. Absolutely. Uh, what does... What does this legacy of AKA mean for Detroit, and why is it important for the Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation of Detroit to be involved in the community? Well, I think the community is growing. I know Detroit has had some challenges, mm -hmm. but we're on our way back. I'm a native Detroiter. Mm -hmm. I have always had Detroit at heart, where I've lived in different places. I'm home. Um, I know that the foundation creates a space for young people to find their footing, for young people to express themselves, and that's why I support this organization. That's why I support the foundation. Okay, when you talk about young people, uh, even the interview I just had with Dr. Williams, uh, she was talking about the sisterhood, but the mentoring and also the mentees. As yes. I'm sure that even some of the uh, most eldest 
uh, members in the golden age have some mentors that have existed in AKA. What does that relationship mean to the sisterhood of all the members of AKA, to have the mentors? I think it's important for you to know that there's someone who's in your corner. And if you have a question, if you have a challenge, they've been where you are. Even if they haven't been pastors, they've been women in leadership. Mm. And so I can go to them for wisdom. I always look for sages in my life. My parents are deceased, but there are Mm. women in this community that I know I can go to. And if I have a question, they're going to have an answer. Mm. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? That that strength right there already means a whole lot. Uh, what's the mission of Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation of Detroit? It's to educate. It's to support young people. It's an opportunity to be in community, developing, helping young people grow in all areas of their lives so that they not only have a voice, but they know how to use their voices. Okay. Now, when it comes to uh, things and young people and the impact that this organization has on so many people, uh, it brings to mind, this is a question straight from Frida, talking about hidden figures and all of those women involved in NASA. And I think about even a city like Detroit, and you think of so many of the dynamic women here that have been connected to this organization. Uh, What type of role models do you think that it's creating even for the young women outside of Alpha Kappa Alpha? Well, it's helping us to understand that education is important. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you come from, but if you Mm -hmm. have that foundation, you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so people who are not necessarily connected to this organization, as long as you touch the lives of someone out there, you're giving them an opportunity to see something greater, to know that there are possibilities, to know that there are options, and that is where young people find hope. That's why it's so important for this organization to be in community and for this organization to have the face and the voice that it has. Okay. All right. So some key figures that you uh, recognize that uh, have been some of the anchors in your life connected to this organization. Would you say some of their names and shed some light on them? Well, one of our honorary sorors, Yala Van Zandt, I often mm. quote her. I find her spirituality is broad. I'm, United Methodist is kind of conservative. We have this mm-hmm. one way of going. But what I found from Sora Yala is a way of looking beyond just the black and white. Mm-hmm. And I've grown tremendously looking at what she offers through her work with people and her working community. Okay, and now just when it comes to the doors of your church, uh, how do you see the doors of your church and the community and AKA all combining to provide resources for Detroiters? Well, one of the things, since I've been in Metropolitan, I've been there two years, several stores have come on board and they are in worship. Many of them are not United Methodists by background, but they've been there to support and encourage. We started an IM ministry, which is a first Friday gathering for millennials and others to come and really have a community meal, a conversation. Last first Friday, the conversation was, if your heart had a voice, what would it say? Oh, interesting. And well, so well, you, you have to give us a little <laughs> bit of that because... I can already see Frida right here. Like, you know, Frida has that look when she gets serious. She's like, so what did the young people say? Well, you know, one of the things they said was um, gratitude. That my heart would talk about how grateful I am for the opportunities that I'm having in life. Some of them talked about their heart speaking pain because they were in the midst of a difficult place, but realizing that the awareness of the difficulty is the first step because if you are aware that you're having problems, then you can share. And being around the table that evening, they felt community, they felt love. Um, Some of the people talked about being present, learning how to be in the situation and not running from one thing to another. We only have one rule for First Friday, and that is no technology. So you come in, we have a hand-washing ceremony where we release the week, and then we are in community. We have a wonderful meal, then we have dessert, and then we talk. Mm -hmm. 
and they don't they don't try to millennial their way in. Like, no, nah, this is an iPhone six. I know, right? This well, is archaic. <laughs> this is so Fred funny. Flintstone had this. At one point, I had raised the question about something. They're like, "Look, if I had my iPhone, I could answer that. That's all right. You go deep, right? Hilarious. <laughs> information without Google. They're killing me. Exactly. They're killing me. All right. Well, um, please, please let the people know uh, how to support you, uh, support the church, or just come out. I'm I'm interested myself. So, Well, just come out, worship with us, 8000 Woodward Avenue, right in the north end of the city of Detroit, Mm -hmm. Metropolitan United Methodist Church. Our service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday, and we invite you to come. As a matter of fact, next weekend on Saturday, we're having a Black to School blast where we're going to have book bags. We do that in conjunction with with the other churches on Piety Row. Mm. And so it's actually held in the parking lots of the St. John's CME Church and People's Community Church. But we do that in conjunction under the title of Transformers Alliance. Okay. All right. Definitely, definitely. Getting people over to the North End. Join the rights of so many, so many great others. Absolutely. It's good to see that you're in effect there. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. As the band has stopped playing in its transition to the DJ, so in true African-American fashion, the party is just now beginning. As people are up congregating, selfies are being taken, real pictures are being taken. That's annoying. Uh, real photographers, it's like, stop <laughs> putting down your camera phone. I'm trying to take a real picture. And I have the guest that Frida said, you got to interview, you got to interview her, you got to interview her. So please introduce yourself to the crowd. Oh, wow. Well, good evening. I'm excited to be here. I'm Carrie J. Clark. I am the Great Lakes Regional Director of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And uh, I just got elected and installed in July of 2018. And I'm just excited to be partnering with Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation to celebrate a wonderful cause to help those that are in need. All right. So the first question I got to say mm-hmm. before we even get to that is yep. congratulations. Thank Clark. you. Thank and you. Uh, what led for you to have the passion to pursue the uh, position as wow. the regional director of this Great Lakes chapter? Well, you know what? There's so many different reasons why. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, I've been, first of all, a member of this illustrious organization for 30 years. Okay. Uh, I am a life member. I am a silver star. So as you can imagine, this is a serious matter for me. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout my years of development within the sorority, throughout my years of taking on uh, a lot of great opportunities, this was just a perfect timing for me to pursue this, this opportunity as regional director of the Great Lakes. One of the reasons is because my family, I have two young men and they're off in college. And so I want to do it while I'm still energized, I'm still focused, um, I still have the passion for it to execute the vision of our founders. And one of the things I thought about as I prayed through this whole ordeal and becoming and selecting, you know, to be regional director when I pursued it was if this is for me, it's for me. But I thought, you know, at the end of the day, I had what it took to actually do the job. And I'm very thankful that the members of uh, Great Lakes found that I was the candidate of choice. And so at this point, I'm just ready to rise up, carry on and deliver the mission that I promised and to execute on our founders' dreams. Well, you definitely have the blessing of the lady that just stepped down, and she ah. has been escorting you around today. Yes. And she actually intro, yes. introed you right into your interview. Yes. Yes. And when we think about just that mentorship that exists in the mm-hmm. sisterhood, yep. uh, it was spoke to in both interviews already. But what have you found in the mentorships that you've developed of um, yourself? And then what type of mentees do you have in this organization? Oh, the mentorship is priceless. Uh, I've been very blessed to be mentored not only by uh, Ms. Shelby Hopkins, uh, Mm. but there's other former regional directors that have been uh, pouring into my life over Mm. the last uh, 10 years. 
And uh, the, member, the mentorship is something that has gotten me to where I am. Um, the development is one thing when you go to workshops, but if you have someone that's pulling you aside to say, you know what, this is the path you need to take, this is what you need to do, this is what you need not to do, um, and they're guiding you with the intent to only to give you the best, um, then I think at that point it kind of puts you in the next position. It puts you in a position to actually elevate to the next opportunity. And so the mentorship is key. And within the sorority, we have a very robust mentorship program. That is one of our founding elements: is to mentor those that are either young, those that are seasoned, those that have been newly initiated, um, those that are in need of development, whether it's professional, whether it's the sorority base. And so one of the things that we have kind of built our sisterhood on is not only mentoring those. Um, that have a desire to grow, but also making sure that you are mentored. So mentorship never stops. I'm mm. still being mentored. Okay. Um, and so I'm very thankful to the people that have uh, taken the opportunity and the time to say, you know what, we want to develop you. We see something in you. And most time, you don't see it in yourself, but they see it in you. And so people like Mrs. Hopkins and others, you know, they saw something in me a long time ago that I didn't see because I was just a young thing. I'm not that, you know, much older, but um, at the same time, they saw something in me that uh, I was able to capitalize on. And as you speak about expanding on these intrinsic values, mm -hmm. that's what I see mm -hmm. this is speaking to when we think of mentorship mm -hmm. into true African traditions, and definitely it has kept the African-American community moving forward as well. Uh, what other programming is provided through Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, to offer more and more to our community? Well, um, we just actually elected Dr. Glenda Glover um, as our international uh, president, and she just rolled out a very robust program uh, that crosses all elements of things that are needed to help those that are in need. So from education to social to health to wellness uh, to economics. And so those are different com uh, components within the sorority that we're going to be focusing on in the next four years. Uh, she has a, a really robust signature program called CAP, which stands for College Admission Process. Uh, which is a program I wish was around when I was coming up through high school. And basically that program is focused on helping those to, you know, from beginning of the process and entering the college phase of their life and how to submit your application, how to write a personal letter, um, how to apply for scholarships, how to study for the SAT, ACT. And one of the things that I realized as I was, um, you know, becoming more knowledgeable of the, of the programs, because they were just rolled out in July, was, wow, where would I be if I had that type of, once again, mentorship, once again, type of organization um, back then that was helping me through that process. Mm. And so I'm really excited about that program in particular because there's a lot of young individuals that don't have the resources to support. Yes. And, um, and I'm just thankful that the sorority is stepping up to help those in need. Not just for them to go to HBCUs, which is a critical thrust of our plat one of our platforms as well, but to non-HBCUs as well. So this is all about helping the young adults in pursuing their dreams and helping them get through the process. Okay, and when you talk about young adults, mm -hmm. education is key here in Detroit Yep, um, on so many fronts. Yep. It is uh, very challenging uh, for a lot of the people that remember what was uh, as they went to Detroit Public Schools. Mm -hmm. And now just the whole idea of what schools are mm -hmm. for young people yep. uh, has shifted. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see just the chapter, the Great Lakes chapter, providing for Detroit and cities like Detroit. Me being a Detroiter, and most of the people probably listening are biased, but it's very similar throughout this region. You know, Gary, Indiana, Cleveland. Uh, we think about Chicago. It's, it's some similarities all here. So what 
will be provided just on the high school level. You see that uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha can step in and be assisting of the young people there. Well, not only are we doing the CAP program and instituting that across the globe, uh, but other uh, initiatives that we're going to be, you know, pouring back into the community to help the youth, the arts program, um, that is an initiative that uh, is going to challenge our youth to focus on different times, like the Harlem Renaissance time, to do more research, become more knowledgeable of those that were a part of uh, a culture that we don't really talk about today. Um, and so the arts is one initiative, the CAP program is another initiative. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, as you I'm sure already know, when you think about the sorority now that we're 110 years old, I mean, probably back many years ago, probably 90% of our members were educators. Yes. And it's still a huge percentage today. I'm, I'm looking at my vice principal right oh, there. Oh, she told me to give you a shout out. That's yes, right. She yes, told me to give yes. you a shout Ms. out. Pickett, That's right. Patricia Pickett <laughs> was my vice principal at <laughs> Northwestern. And she's very proud of you. Before I even got you know, far into the uh, the room, she's like, That's my student over there. Yes. That's my student. Back in the day. See? And Back they don't make day. teachers like that anymore. They and do you not. know, and so when you look at uh, teachers. Raising Kane in, in that good old Northwestern. <laughs> See, I can see you're thinking back to the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you got memories now coming up. But, you know, so you need teachers like that. And still today, our organization is still um, filled with a lot of educators. And so uh, we just uh, elected in Southfield uh, the superintendent, who's also a member, Dr. Wow. Jennifer uh, Green. And so I think we're going to be able to, you know, make a, a major impact within the, the DPS system across Detroit doesn't have to be necessarily Detroit, um, but um, I'm excited. I'm a product of the Detroit public school system as well. Okay. And so I believe in making sure that we can give back to those that are in need. You know, not all of us are fortunate to have the support that others do. And so, you know, okay. I'm looking forward to that. All right. And I got two more questions. Okay. I'll be two. I got to uh -oh. ask just a Detroit question. Okay. So uh, being here in the city, uh, from the city, uh, what what field do you think is going to be like moving forward with this chapter and this foundation? Like, what what do you think will be coming about as time moves on? As they're already partying, but they also do a lot of work. Oh, absolutely! And just mixing the fun yep. with with the work yep. and the social justice mm -hmm. and the education and also the mentorship. Like moving forward, mm -hmm. how will this tradition carry on? Do you think some things shifting? What's happening? Wow. Well, we won't get into the conversation about politics because um, that's a whole nother interview, I'm sure. Yes. But, you know, when I think about, you know, how times may shift going forward, one of the things still kind of going back to our youth, we have a lot of phenomenal young ladies in Alpha Kappa Alpha um, that are undergraduates. And um, as I sit and watch and observe them, not many of them are pursuing the field of education. They're, they're pursuing science, they're pursuing law, they're pursuing all of the, you know, uh, difficult, <laughs> when I would call it difficult coming up, uh, you know, fields. And so I think the shift is that you're gonna see a lot of dynamic youth, women and men uh, of color, uh, that are gonna pursue the non-traditional fields that as when I was coming up, you know, it was either communication, psychology, or education. And so that's not their norm. And so I think you're gonna to start to see us infiltrate more of the top, uh, you know, fields that are probably providing better salaries. Um, and so I think the shift is gonna to start to kind of go that route with the young, the youth actually, you oh, so know. So the information technology age 
will be influencing what's going to happen with AKA Absolutely. in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this, this so like uh 10 years from now this podcast is going to be like oh, hey, it's not we should right. right. This is not even going to be the traditional like the way star, of doing it. It'll be yeah. like the starship. You'll get beamed into here. Yeah. You this won't even you can just call me and then we can just hit a button and take yes. care of. It. I could be at home, you could be somewhere else yes. and then we'll conduct 3D, it. 3D hologram. Yeah. It will and guess hologram what? Hologram President Clark. Absolutely. Like, hey, that's <laughs> and I guarantee you Alpha Kappa Alpha will be somewhere in the mix there, a okay. part of that that evolution. Okay, and then last, um, this is something new for you, Absolutely. Uh, but along for you, I, I think um, in leadership positions, it's always great um, to speak to like your team. So uh, who are some of the people on your team that help you get here that oh you see gosh. moving forward as time goes? Because I know that most times anybody that's in a leadership position loves to prop up the homies, as I say. Let me say this. I, you know, it's funny you say that because just today I was sending texts and emails to people in my life that are sores um, that I said I couldn't do this job without you um, because the job is that demanding. And I'm very blessed and fortunate. There was a lot of people, and I don't want to call names because as soon as I start, you're going to get me in trouble, right? Okay, all right. Right. Okay. But let me say this. Yes. There is there is a lot of people in my life. My chapter. Let me give a shout out to Lambda Pi Omega, uh, my president, Doctor. Uh, about to say Doctor, she be like, yeah, call me Doctor. But Dolores uh, Sternovit, um, under her leadership, uh, the former president in my chapter. But my chapter, Lambda Pi Omega, was very instrumental in me being where I am today. My husband is here, Mark Clark. He's the cap of you know the Detroit chapter. He's been very supportive. My two young men. Den- phenomenal young men, Ian Clark and Noah Clark. And so those are people that told me when I was praying on this, no, go for it. You you can do this. You got this, you know. Um, and so without them, I couldn't do this. And without my members and my sores and my sisters and my family and my chapter, I couldn't do it without my mentors. There are so many people that have been instrumental in me being where I am today uh, that I have a whole lot of people to thank. Okay. And so I'm just very blessed that they believe in me. And my goal is not to let them down, is to, to really rise up to the occasion and exceed their expectation. Well, I expect bright things thank as you. some of the people I look up to already have full faith in what you're going to do and what's going to happen. So thank you so much for uh, partying with Frida and friends. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for the interview. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. We are still in full effect at the White Party and the beautiful, beautiful Detroit Golf Club. And we're hearing one of the Detroit's best as the Aretha Mix is going in honor of Lady Ree. Uh, another one of West Grand Boulevard's and one of Limwood's, one of New Bethel's best. And like I've always shouted out, even though Detroit has taken her as our own, but a Tennessee child all the less. Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's showing up, Tennessee. That's that's like crickets are like cricket, Tennessee. Like, ow, you can't go to sleep, Tennessee. Like, what are they doing? But um, I am here with a new guest full of life, full of zeal, uh, coming way. Um, of another one of those strong cities. So please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lisa Whitmore Davis, and a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And uh, in the daytime, when I'm working, I work for AARP Michigan, who is a local partner of Alpha Kappa Alpha, and AARP nationally has a national partnership with Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay, AKA and AARP. Yep. How did this partnership come to life? And these organizations both have strong traditions and are 
radically changing the perspective of how people look at both. So talk a little bit about this relationship. Well, nationally, AARP saw where we could reach the African-American woman where she is inside her sorority life. Mm -hmm. uh, she's already involved with community service through being an active member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, and we have a need to uh, do community service in the African-American community as well as support the African-American woman through information on financial security, caregiving, how to take care of themselves, how as many women in Alpha Kappa Alpha and other groups, we're the caregiver of the community and how do you do, uh, you know, like when you're on the plane, they say put your mask on first before you help the person next to you. Self-care is so important, and AARP wanted to make sure that we could connect with African-American women. So we said, hey, let's show up where they are. And it's been a wonderful national partnership. We were at the Boule this summer in Houston and had the Pearl Lounge where all the AKAs would come and dance and learn and have good, great, uh, receive great information from AARP, but also connect um, locally like we have here at, with Alpha Rho Omega. We've been uh, strong partners for over four years, um, making sure AARP's resources support the sorority's resources. When we're working together, we can have a deeper impact and a bigger impact in the community, especially with the African-American woman and everything that she's facing nowadays. And uh, as you speak about this, this goes right into topics that we talk about on Black Coffee often. But as we talk about goes right into topics, you yourself, are of the ilk itself. So you're speaking about getting involved and you're like that person in class like, uh, we can start with my organization. So let's talk about your AKA journey. When did you pledge? Why did you pledge? You know what? I pledged graduate chapter. My daughter pinned me into the sorority. So as she always says, you raised an AKA mom. And I became okay. an AKA five years ago here mm. in Alpha Rho Omega. And it was a life uh, realized dream because uh, I always wanted to be an AKA. Um, but I had a baby in a college, and uh, she's getting her PhD, but I said, well, you know what, hey, uh, I didn't get to become an AK, but my daughter is one, and then out of nowhere, the mystery happens, and I'll never forget the day I got that letter. I was so touched, and I called her, and she was like, oh my God, and I was like, it's like, the Lord will give you beauty for your ashes. Okay, and you naturally moved right into combining this, uh, work in the community along with the work that you do at work yeah and really the work you do at work is also for the community yep. so this goes right into the ethics of what this foundation base is for exactly as aka here this detroit chapter really focuses on senior programming big it was touched on by a lot of the interviews i already had so being able to assist there knowing that both missions aligned uh what has been that like for you to be a facilitator of that and making sure that this relationship continues to build? A um, couple things. It allows me to have a deeper impact with my own energies mm -hmm. because I get to leverage the resources of my job along with my desire to help my community as a woman, a black woman, a Christian woman, but also as an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman. Mm. And, uh, you know, they say you got to work smarter, not harder. Hey. And I saw an opportunity to do that, but also... That way, for example, ARP is able to pay for a lunch or for provide credible, impactful information. That means my sorrows don't have to create it. We've already, we being ARP has created it. They can use that energy in another way. Mm. And it's just been so much fun. Um, it's 
kind of like a blessing in disguise in that way too because I am so busy with my job and now as a caregiver myself, physical caregiver of my dad, I have to work smarter, but I still want to have fun. I still want to enjoy my sorors, but I got to keep my job, take care of my herd. So I get a chance to do that and um, the Lord blessed me to be able to do that. All right, and uh, what do you see for the future of AKA for this chapter, Alpha Kappa Alpha Detroit Foundation? What What do you see moving um, forward? I see greatness. Um, we are so committed. 450 members of women all working towards the same goals. When you think about that, if just two of everybody touched two people, look at the the, the, the exponential uh, burst of positive energy. And in this society that we're living in right now. We gotta have some positiveness, and we have to also, as African American women, um, just like in the '60s and in the in the 1800s and forward, we've always had to kind of either quietly lead or uh, boldly lead. But now we have to be bold, and we have to be smart and nimble. And uh, I think working together, our chapter, we're going to help achieve a lot of uh, great things for our community, um, especially with our. Uh, Activities around voting, trying to make sure everybody's aware of what's going on with this current uh, election. We want to make sure nobody sits out. We don't care who you vote for, but Alpha Kappa Alpha Women want you to make sure you register. And that's just one element alone of what we do. And I think um, I'm just excited. I don't know if you can tell. I'm excited about what uh, our current president and our leadership is, lead, how they're leading our chapter in the right direction to make a difference here in Detroit and the outer ring of suburbs. Okay. And last question I got for you. You spoke on fun and yeah. uh, you enjoy these events. What do you enjoy most about these events and uh, getting together with the people that you know and the people that you meet? I love meeting new people. Okay. And I love connecting people. And I realize, I, I say sometimes I have a people collection. It's so great when folks that I might invite to this event or folks who are already here know one another and they get to connect and be like, oh, that's how we're connected. Um, also, too, I love being around the sisterhood. I mean, positive women who show true, sincere, sisterly love. Um, that's, you can't buy that. Um, you can't fake it either. And you feel it when you come in the space. And we hope that people who may not even be members of Alpha Kappa Alpha feel that sisterly love and that, that kinship and welcoming spirit to say, hey, we love you. We invite you. We hope you work with us on some of these endeavors that we have here in the community. So I, 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 I have fun everywhere I go. That's, that's a prerequisite. If I can't have fun, I can't do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This thank has you. been wonderful. It's been wonderful talking to you, too. All right, we are still here live at the White Party, and the party is underway most definitely. As we see signs are a little bit of moving, and the dance floor is active, some people are at the bar, and I am sitting here with somebody that's big in this whole thing happening. Please introduce yourself. My name is Denise Marshall Walker, and I'm president of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Alpha Rho Omega Chapter. Okay, so you all have put this fine event together, I, along with uh, Fabulous Co-Fabulous Chairman Frida Sampson yes. and her co-chairman Gwen Hale, Gwen Pryor, and Nancy Pryor and their fabulous committee, they put this all together and it is grand. It's, they do everything on a grand style. But of course we know Frida and Frida uh -huh. does everything in an extravagant way. Yes, my great co-host of the Black Coffee Podcast and she's been dancing through the crowd and being Frida. 
hugging people, kissing people, showing love, spreading love, and being loved, because that's what Frida is. Frida is all about love, yes. all about love. We love her dearly in the sorority, just like those who are not in the sorority love Frida. You know, she is an asset to the city of Detroit. Yes, and as we talk about the city of Detroit and being an asset, uh, this chapter uh, and its relationship here with Detroit in the neighborhood, what is that to you? It means a lot. Alpha Rho Omega Chapter, along with Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority at large, we do a lot for our communities. We want to build up women, men, children, people of all ages and gender. We have community service is what we do. That is our mission. We like to serve the community. To serve the community means so very much to us. We have food banks. We get clothes away. We have um, a caring day for all those people in the community that are taking care of others and maybe not take enough time for themselves. We then have them come to our foundation building. We give them um, massages. We have professional masseuses come in and give them massages. We have manicures come in and get manicures. We want to help others. That's what we do. And along with help in the community work, like most of these interviews, it's hard work on behalf of the community, and it's also fun. I'm looking at the activities and more so just the energy, the body language and the smiles on everybody's face. So you all have a good time while this is happening too. And this is a party with a purpose. Mm -hmm. This um, party is going to benefit our foundation, and we do all our community service through our foundation. So okay. this is truly a party with a purpose. And when you talk about that and people enjoying it, along with the membership and partying with a purpose and different roles like that, uh, what does it mean to to bring people together under the guise of something that's so positive and so uplifting on behalf of Detroit? What does it mean for you it as a president? It means a lot. It means a lot to see all the people in this building just coming together, networking. We've seen people that we haven't seen in a long time. We have we see people here that we haven't seen since the last white party. Oh, because man. the white party has a name for itself. Okay. Again, going back to our freedom, freedom has a way of making an impact on others. They look forward to this white party, and so do we. I mean, it's just a, a, an opportunity for those who maybe are seeking a job. It's somebody in this room that can help them find that job that they are looking for. Um, someone has a child that has um, maybe a, a little issue that needs. There are educators in this room that can give guidance. So this is a party. It's a, it has a purpose. It's, it's a help. I mean, it's, it's a grand networking event. Okay, and as you talk about that, your journey with Alpha Kappa Alpha, why did you choose to pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? Well, the main reason was my mother was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay, okay. So I um, always knew, because as a child growing up, I would attend different functions with my mother where they had um, children involved, um, like our senior citizen um, program. That they had that then, and we still have that. I always knew that when those women came over to our home, that I wanted to be just like my mother and those women that visited. They had so much poise and class, and they were all about helping others. And you would see them in different venues giving service to others. And I always knew I was going to be an AKA. So when I went to college, that's the first thing that I did was become an AKA. Wow. And also my daughter is an AKA, and so is my niece. It's like a family affair. Okay. So with this family and share uh, affair that comes together, uh, now that it's 
been rich and it's been part of your family now and it's extended your family I'm sure so much of the mentorship it was already spoke to uh, what what is the mentorship been to you uh, connecting with so many women uh, from different walks of life different experiences different backgrounds what has that meant to you and then also taking on the mentees and then seeing that blossom for your daughter and your niece as well yes yes I have always I've always felt Alpha Kappa a woman were um, they were mentors to me and now I am mentoring others those young ladies that um, come we have an ACA team program that is oh my goodness it is fabulous in every sense of the word we have a hundred and um, four 120 now members of our ACA team group those are high school schoolers that come once a month so it's a leadership opportunity for young ladies we also have a waiting list we cannot take more than 120 but people seek membership because they know what we are about. When those women, young ladies come to our program, they're one way, and when they leave, their skills have been enhanced so very, very much. Wow. It's, it's, it's really just a joy to see how they grow. Okay, now uh, I just have two more questions. What do you see for the future of this chapter moving forward? I see us doing what we're doing now, but only on a grander level. We are, we are just beginning. We just have a new Supreme President coming, you know, just was uh, installed in July. She is all about um, United Negro College from and um, historically black colleges. So we're going to have a program where we help youngsters that want to go to any college through the application process and the financial aid process. Because sometimes there's, there's young, young people that just don't know what it takes to get into college. They may not have someone. We want to mentor those young people. And so that's one of our focuses, is that, is to help others and to help those young people become better individuals. Okay, and as far as this event, what do you see of this event moving forward for years to come? This is like our, one of our, you know, we just started this not too, a few years ago. It's like our third one. Um, one um, white party gets bigger every time. And you never know what to expect. Okay. Even as president, it's some surprises they always say. And when I get here, I see it. I did not imagine it was going to be this beautiful. But wow. you know, it's Frida's vision. And it definitely came to fruition. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. thank you so much. And I wish you the best. And I definitely see so much more happening as this sorority has meant so much to Detroit already. All right, we are definitely, definitely really in full effect right now. I've talked about it a little bit before, but the party is underway. The white party, my friend Frida Sampson and her team have put together a heck of an event, and it is in full swing of summer as the song of the summer, My Boo, is in the background. You hear it. <laughs> the LMA is, is going as the kids love this song, and the DJ just couldn't resist not playing this song. It was like, the DJ was like, oh, I gotta play it. And when we talk about not resisting, and when we talk about ideas and what can happen, my interviewer, well, the interviewee right now, has some ideas about what can happen moving forward with Detroit and social ideas. What can be done, not just for this organization, but I'm sure Detroiters in general. Please introduce yourself. Uh, well, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Linda Campbell. I am a long-term member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. 
but I also uh, work for the Detroit People's Platform. It's a social justice organization here in the city of Detroit. Okay. All right. Social justice in the city of Detroit, uh, as this has been a place of many movements. Um, a lot of, lot of strong fighters. Exactly. Uh, as uh, right now the nation is looking to the passing of Aretha Franklin, and so much has been highlighted on New Bethel Baptist Church. And when I think of New Bethel Baptist Church, I think of C.O. Franklin. Exactly, I think yes. of the Republic of New Africa. Yes. I think of the Shrine of the Black Madonna that was down the street. I think of so much. I even think about, uh, at one point in time, uh, Frida's father. <laughs> Reverend Dr. Sampson. Yes, right there in that same neighborhood. And then the ties of those churches and those organizations. Um, and AKA, and community work. This organization has done a lot as far as the premise in education and providing opportunities and community work, community service. Uh, please talk a little bit about the idea of how social justice and community service work hand in hand. Sure. Well, um, you're right that uh, one of the pillars of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority is the uh, idea of community service. Um, and I think that across the nation and in our international chapters, Alpha Kappa Alpha women show up strong. They've been showing up strong in their African care program for years. Uh, many of the Alpha Kappa Alpha women are educators. They've done tremendous work uh, here in the city of Detroit, both in uh, administrator and staffing roles in DPS, as well as their mentoring programs and their outreach programs to teens. So uh, the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, I would say, is has been a leader uh, in its 100-year history in the African-American community. Uh, I would say that right now, uh, at this time, particularly in the city of Detroit, there's a, a profound need for um, even more leadership. We need uh, women of strength and uh, women of vision to step up and uh, work to make sure that Detroit remains a place where long-time Detroiters, African-American Detroiters can remain and succeed. Uh, because as many of you know, Detroit is going through uh, a revitalization. Uh, there is huge uh, investment in the downtown, midtown areas of Detroit. Uh, a lot of that is being fueled by public tax dollars. So we're seeing the transfer of millions of dollars out of the public into the hands of private wealthy developers and we look in our neighborhoods and our neighborhoods are lagging in terms of comparable investment. The majority of Detroiters live in neighborhoods. They don't live downtown. And so part of the work that we're doing at the Detroit People's Platform and we, we welcome volunteers and groups like uh, Women of Alpha Kappa Alpha to join us is we are we are raising those concerns, we are organizing, we are taking our voice to our legislators, our elected officials, and saying we need to reorder our priorities and make sure that all Detroiters can benefit from this revitalization that we're witnessing. All right, so you spoke on a lot of points. Um, and as we think about these points, one of the key areas that the Alpha Kappa Alpha Foundation of Detroit focuses on is working with young people and old people. Um, when we think about old people, old people, as far as let's put it like this, I guess Helen Love would say it like this, my big homie. She would say the aging, the aging audience, as far as working with senior citizens, so that senior citizens can have a lot of um, care, a lot of 
meal prep, a lot of assistance, and then also working with teenagers so that the teenagers can have a gateway to prepare for going to college and things like this. So like both of these premises were spoken to in both of the interviews earlier. So I guess like, yeah, definitely old can be looked at and sometimes like it's like, a, ah, I don't like that word. But my elders in the community as well. That's better. Okay, all right, so the aging community. All right, or the elder community. So within both of these mixes, uh, the responsibility kind of falls on the work of the elders and also the people that just left me in young people themselves are heading the elders themselves. So how does the commitment stay moving forward to stay committed to provide opportunities for people that may not necessarily be in that position as someone that does social justice work? How do you find the commitment to work with a group of people that may, it may not materially just impact you and yourself? Um, well, I mean, I think part of the work is to build these intergenerational opportunities. You were very eloquent in the opening statement when you talked about Detroit being a city of many movements. Um, and you're right. Historically, Detroit, the African-American community, they were leaders in terms of social justice, progressive politics. Um, and much of that was centered around the idea of African-Americans getting their due in this country. A lot of the movements that were started here in Detroit went on and spread to other parts of the nation. So, you know, I want to honor that and I thank you for raising that. Given that situation, I think it makes all the sense in the world for us to have these kind of intergenerational conversations because in my work, many young people don't know that history, that rich history in Detroit. Uh, and I think that part of what I'd like to see the sorority sort of dedicate itself to is integrating that kind of knowledge into their educational outreach programs, that rich history of intellectualism, uh, that rich history of community building, that rich history of self-determination that was so much the hallmark of Detroit. I think that's a message that can resonate across generations, across class. Uh, we just need a vehicle to deliver that message to Detroit, particularly at this time. So moving forward, as you talk about the vehicles that can deliver messages, and that seems to be something that you're excited about, in what ways do you see Alpha Kappa Alpha playing a role in delivering this message and joining efforts like the work you're doing in social justice and other people that are doing other work throughout different communities? Well, as I mentioned, I think it would be great for Alpha Kappa Alpha to integrate that kind of learning into, say for example, their Alpha Kappa Alpha teen program. They do a teen leadership program. Wonderful opportunity to teach both our history as a sorority, but also the history of this community uh, right here in Detroit, so that we create another generation of young women who uh, recognize and embrace the strength and the wisdom and the trailblazing efforts of African-American women right here in this city, in this town over the past, um, in, in, in the past. Um, I think um, in addition to that, I, I see Alpha Kappa Alpha as sponsoring those kind of broader learning activities and community engagement activities here in the community. You're right, they have a reach with seniors, getting seniors involved in understanding the critical issues that are facing Detroiters. 
uh, because a lot of these issues impact our seniors. They impact our youth. Um, we need monies invested in social service programs that benefit young people, benefit women with children, benefit seniors. Alpha Kappa Alpha is potentially a powerful voice to advocate for those kinds of investment and that kind of change. And in this advocacy, one of the things that most of the interviewers spoke to was the mentorship and the role that mentors in this organization have played in their lives and also being a mentor to others and having mentees. What has that meant in your life and what have you seen bear fruit from being involved in other people's lives being a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha? Well, I have challenged people, especially women of position and power, to step beyond this notion of mentorship and to really look at what it means to be an advocate for. Uh, because there's a difference between being a mentor and being an advocate. A mentor is, those are, those are worthwhile roles and what they basically do is sort of coach and advise. When you're an advocate, you go to bat for a person. You go to bat for a young person. You bring your full force, your resources, you, you make those connections, you make a case for the success of that young person. So sometimes we get comfortable in those mentorship roles uh, because to be a mentor, while a worthwhile role model, it's not a challenging role model. Being an advocate means you challenge the system. You challenge that structure that may not be benefiting our young people. And so, yeah, I appreciate the role of mentors, but I think women with position and power, such as some of the women in Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, could, we could use them as advocates for young people here in the city. Okay, so have you seen that? Have you witnessed so much of that? Because what you're speaking to is the material investment of a person beyond the idea of just providing words of wisdom, but you're talking about just the, the commitment to the life, livelihood, and quality of life of who that person is connected to. So have you witnessed that a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha? I think, this, I think uh, the sorority shows up pretty good uh, in the role of traditional mentor. Uh, I, I challenge the sorority to take on more of an advocate role here in the city at this time. Because as I mentioned earlier, being an advocate really focuses on challenging the system, challenging those structures, challenging existing power dynamics that get in the way of a lot of our young people being able to succeed. So that's my recommendation moving forward. Our young people, we have some incredible young people out here in the city of Detroit. Many of them could benefit from a strong advocacy push from groups like Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Challenge the system on behalf of these young folks. Okay, and that just leaves with one last question. That program, what, what, what's the vision? What do you see that looking like as far as combining someone with to a person uh, with not that same direct access to those same opportunities. What does that look like to you? Well, it, well, it starts with, uh, I would think, with the sorority, with the chapters, recognizing this as a, as a need here in the city. Um, I think it's important that folks be trained in how to do effective advocacy work on behalf of youth in the city of Detroit. 
understanding uh, the power dynamics, the structures that exist, and ways we can organize to push those systems to be more responsive to our families and particularly our young people. So, and there, there's resources. You know, it's investing resources in those young people as well. Okay, and this has uh, been a phenomenal interview. I know we got to get you back on Black Coffee as so many more questions I have for you in reference to this specific point alone, as I feel that a lot of the challenge, especially dealing with young people, is the fact that many young people have not materially invested in themselves. It's having the hurdle of actualizing success and moving beyond the comfort of what they perceive as the only reality that exists is so much more. So to commit to challenge themselves to move outside of the comfort zone of what they perceive as reality and into a mode of embracing the challenge of challenging themselves to take advantage of these opportunities that have not been so abundantly provided to them is, it's been one of those questions me and Frida have been talking about a lot. So I, I definitely, I definitely look forward to um, inviting you on and expanding this discussion because this is, this is heavy. Well, my final words would be that I think one of the distinctions that we have to make is that social justice is about fixing the system, recognizing that these systems are not working for our young people. There are opportunities for young people to get the kinds of services that they need, but I think before we can challenge young people to live into their full selves, we need to fix the systems that create barriers and a lot of these systems are based on inherent racism that our young people face on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm, um, I'm reluctant to throw down the gauntlet and challenge young people to take advantage of all these opportunities when I know uh, in reality that um, there are lots of barriers out there that African-American young people face on a day-to-day -day basis. We need to spend more time trying to dismantle those barriers and then, then we can challenge our young people to step into the possibilities. Okay, thank you so much. We are still kicking and the party is definitely lively and moving forward. And I'm here with another guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Alicia Skillman. All right, Ms. Gilman, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Why did you choose to pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? Oh my goodness, as, as a young girl growing up in the community, and I'm from Saginaw, that's where I grew up, the women who were role models for me, they were Alpha Kappa Alpha women. Some of the teachers, uh, some of the women in politics, uh, some of the women in the church, some of the women doing great things in the community. They were Alpha Kappa Alpha women, and that's who I wanted to be like. Okay, so when you talk about the women that you looked up to, just that role, and uh, we touched on this in a couple different forms, more so mentorship, but also, as Ms. Campbell mentioned, advocacy on behalf of young people. What has it been like uh, to now be a member of this organization and being in a sisterhood with some of these women? What has that meant to you? Oh my goodness. It means I get to pick up the torch and continue the work that I saw them doing as a young person. Um, so they mentored me and I get to give it back. So right now in my life, I have young people from 20-something, uh, teenagers, uh, 
folks in elementary school who I mentor, and I want them to be on the right path. I want them to meet people who are doing great things in their life. I expose them to different things. Um, it, it still takes a village, so so not just their parent helping them grow or their grandparents, but folks in the community. So I take them to events with me. I take them to uh, speaking engagements. I make them have speaking engagements. I make them be involved in the community. I help them organize other kids so that they know that they can do the things that they see adults do and, and do better and be better at it. And you talked about the community. Community work and service plays a big role in this organization. That's right. And uh, to you, what does that mean? This organization for me is, is all about the service. Yes, we have a great time and, and it's fun to party like this, but even the party has a purpose. Um, someone just asked me, hey, I think I know your name. Um, you're somebody important. I'm like, no, I don't have a title at Alpha Kappa Alpha. I'm about service in Alpha Kappa Alpha. So whatever I do, it's, it's about the work. It's about um, helping folks have food and addressing hunger. It's about addressing homelessness. It's about making sure there are parks in our community for our kids. It's about uh, school supplies and making sure our kids are prepared for school. It's, it is about the service, and, and that's what I love about it. So, partying for a purpose tonight, it's definitely a lot of fun as we see people definitely looking at the dance floor right now. Right. And um, <laughs> just mixing that as a part of the culture, yeah. being that existing too. As fashion is a big part of the night, it's a white party. Yes, it is. Uh, well, what has it meant to not only um, learn from and mentor and be mentored by and uh, have advocates and, and work in the community, but also enjoy the times and see so many dynamics of life in this organization. What does that mean? Yeah, so right now I'm looking across the room and I see sorors from all different paths of life and, and sorors who impact me in different parts of, of my life. And some of them I see in church, some of them I see at work, some of them I see in the community, but we're all here having fun. And, and you know, Alpha Kappa Alpha, we work hard and we like to play hard too. And, uh -huh. and, and that's what it's about. That's what we're taking everything to the next level. Okay, and then in close, what do you see moving forward in the future for this organization? Oh my goodness. We're, we're a sorority. We're, and you could say we're, we have lots of tradition, um, just like a church. We, churches have lots of traditions, and sometimes we don't let go of them. We don't loosen them enough. Um, but just as society is being impacted and challenged about loosening things, the sorority is being challenged also. But I, I believe Alpha Kappa Alpha will rise to the occasion, and, and you will see more, more inclusion, more diversity, in Alpha Kappa Alpha. We look across the room and there's lots of diversity here right now, but I think it's, you'll see us do even more in those areas. And I'm gonna be so proud. I'm proud of my sorority already, but what the future holds, oh my God. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You so much. Thank you so much. All right. All right, and now as the interviews keep rolling in and the party's still going, there's people inside, there's people outside. This is a party that has definitely turned into a get down, as we say. And I'm here with another guest. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Charmaine Johnson. All right, Miss Johnson, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes. Why did you choose to pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? Oh, when I was in college at Wilberforce University, 
um, there were some ladies that I felt were really, really giving a lot of service in the community, mm -hmm. even though it was a little small town called Vina, Ohio. Mm -hmm. But um, I found them also to be ladies who were classy, uh, academic, mm -hmm. uh, and they had a purpose. Okay. Uh, and they were just ladies. Okay. And I, I was very impressed with the sorority and uh, several of the uh, projects that they had, even at Wilberforce University. Okay. All right. So, since then, what has Alpha Kappa Alpha meant to you since pledging? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it means a lot. It really means uh, a sisterhood. And not only uh, within the sorority, but also community involvement. I think that's very important to leave your blueprint in the city of Detroit. Um, scholarships, um, book bags, supplies, uh, giving to shelters. I think that's all a part of who we are. Uh, we are an organization that provides service to mankind. Not just one organization, but within the NAACP, we have given to them <clears throat> for the past, I, I know at least, 25 or 30 years, we have an event called uh, uh, the Fashion uh, Freedom, uh, Fashion for Freedom, and uh, that's where we raise money and we, uh, someone has become Miss NAACP and someone becomes Mr. NAACP. So that's just one of the organizations of many that we, we give to. The United Negro College Fund and Alpha Kappa Alpha has been on the forefront and even now more than ever of giving uh, financial support to our HBCU. And it's important for us to give to historical black colleges. It's nothing like going to a historical black college. And you are a graduate of what? Wilberforce University. And the new president of the International, AKA, is also a graduate of one and has talked about the focus of HBCU That's right. She's and Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, Tennessee State. What yeah. does that mean to you knowing that the president right now is focusing on that? Oh, I think that's, that's important because if we as African-Americans and we as alumni of historical black colleges, if we don't support our colleges and universities, who is? Mm -hmm. And I, I really stress the importance that alumni if you've graduated from an HBCU, that the minimum financial support that you should give a year would be $50. If everyone who graduated from a historical black college would give a minimum of $50 a year, that would make a tremendous difference. We've had colleges and some have closed and some have reopened. But uh, especially Wilberforce is not a state-supported school, so that means that we have to rely on giving. Okay, now Detroit Alpha Kappa Alpha, uh, the foundation here and the work that it does. What have you witnessed it do in these neighborhoods, in the community? And then just over time, have you seen any of the people come up to you? Like, you know, you're in a grocery store and it's like, hey! Oh, sure. If I, if I, if I have on some AKA paraphernalia, or if someone just asked me about sorority, uh -huh. uh, I don't take, I don't talk and speak against any sorority. You know, uh, that's not kind. If someone chooses to go into another direction, that's their choice, mm -hmm. and I support that. You yes. know, um, but I feel that AKA has been a uh, shining star in the city of Detroit. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, the future vision. What do you see of this chapter moving forward? Well, I think there are a couple of things that we need to look at, and, and I'm a person on the personal uh, aspect. I feel that we should invest more in the city of Detroit, meaning buildings and property. I think this is an opportune time for uh, African-American fraternities and sororities and African-Americans in general to uh, make a difference in the city of Detroit. You know, uh, I'm reading in the newspaper all the time and I'm seeing on television uh, how restaurants, in fact, we have individuals who live in New York who are coming to Detroit and opening their companies here because uh, we are the hot spot in the Midwest. Okay. Uh, Detroit is. So this is the time right now. Okay. And as far as this event itself, what do you see for the future of this event, this party and with the purpose? Oh, I think this is a lot of fun. It's so much to do. Um, people that I haven't seen in a while, uh, everybody is in an upbeat uh, mode and I think that's wonderful. Um, no matter what your income might be, there's a ticket price for you. Mm. You know, if you can't uh, afford a sponsor or silver or gold or whatever those rates, those categories are, that you can give a contribution and come out and have a lot of fun. And I think this is what we need to do. You know, we talk so much about the negative things that have happened, but this is an opportune time to just relax and enjoy and fellowship with one another. We have every uh, sorority and we have other fraternities that are here tonight, and that makes me feel good that I see their support. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And the party still moves on. And now I have somebody I've known since I was a young homie a long time ago. And still a young homie in some respects. Just with a couple more days on my, on, uh, on the earth, days under my belt, as they say. Please introduce yourself. Well, my name is Patricia Pickett. And it is a pleasure to be here this evening with my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And guess who I ran into? Mr. Kari Frazier, former student, Northwestern yes. High School, when yes. I was an assistant principal yes. and became a principal of Northwestern High School. Mm -hmm. It is exhilarating to see the young man that you have become and to know that I had just a, a little sprinkle to um, add to your success. Thank you, thank you. I was raising all type of cane at Northwestern. Even though it's hard to raise cane there, God knows the focus. But organizations like this, people like you, um, and the thought process behind staying committed to young people, as this organization is very committed to education. Yes, we are. We have the Ascend program from our former uh, platform, um, our new platform is exemplifying excellence. I don't know what um, specifically the educational arm will be mm -hmm. of Alpha Kappa Alpha, but I know it will be something um, committed to our youth okay. because that's our future. Okay, so when we talk about future education, you, Alpha Kappa Alpha, as many people obviously got to get connected through college. But let me tell you something. Okay. This is the year of the woman, as you well know. I think it's been every year. And, yes, because in honor of your mother, my soul sister, Jan Frazier, um, who was the PTA president when I was an assistant principal at Northwestern, who not only concerned herself about your well-being, but every child and stayed on after you graduated. So I need to um, 
pay homage to her Thank in you. your uh, family. Thank you. Um, but my goddaughter, who is also an Alpha Kappa woman, her name is Ebony Lucas, and she is running for alderman in the city of Chicago. And last year, uh, she, I mean, last week, we gave her a fundraiser uh, to support her. So I just want to give a shout out to okay. another woman that is making her voice heard because we need voices okay. to speak for those that don't have a platform. Yeah, most definitely. That's what uh, the podcast is about and the movement of what we're doing with Black Coffee through Detroit is Different and uh, many other things. I do have this question specifically. What made you choose to pledge Alpha Kappa Alpha? To be honest, to be honest it was my aunt, who was my first babysitter. Mm. And that was my dad's baby sister, who went to okay. Wayne State University way back when. And all I heard was AKA, AKA. And though many of my friends, the majority of my friends uh, selected another sorority, mm -hmm. I knew I had to be an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman. Okay. And I feel that it was meant to be. Okay, and as you talk about it being meant to be, what has it given you over the years being an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman? I think what has amazed me is that it has sustained since 1908 uh, at Howard University where it was founded when women of color needed something, uh, an organization to provide the framework, the support needed to see us through. And when you think about being on um, a historically black university, it might be easy, but when you go to the University of Michigan, the Wayne State Universities, the Northern Michigan Universities, I attended uh, Northern Michigan University and Wayne State University, having a sorority gave you extra support to see you through to graduation. And seeing through to graduation, this organization is really about community service and a lot of work within the neighborhood as well. Absolutely. Um, I only um, can be involved in those committees that are um, impactful to our uh, community, our Detroit community. I am still a Detroit resident. I have lived in Detroit for 68 years of my life and um, I am a resident of Historic Boston Edison and I am on the board of directors Second Bank's president and so I make certain that our voices are heard. Okay and ensuring that the voices are heard there, ensuring that the voices are heard here, what is the future that you see for Alpha Kappa Alpha in Detroit? The future that I see is that I want us to have more impact as it relates to voter education, voter registration. Um, I have been on the Connection Committee and I've chaired the Connection Committee, which is our arm for civil rights, social justice, um, voter registration and voter education. And I've gone to several of our high schools in Detroit enrolling our students and giving them a rationale how voting impacts them. Financial aid, um, internships, 
the things that really impact young people to try to make certain it's one thing to register but getting them to vote in the election. So that is probably going to be my focus, especially from now into 2018, November 6, 2018. Okay. I'm laser focused. Okay. Well, that is great to know. And this was a great interview. Thank you so much. And it was completely unexpected. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> but my last interview, I was definitely going to interview you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we are finally here with, I've been speaking her name all night. Frida is in effect, bouncing around, dancing. The party has started, and it is a fabulous affair. How are you tonight, Frida? I am so good. So good, sir. It's all good. I'm having a ball. How about you? Oh, it's been good. I've yeah. had some great discussions with a wonderful group of women. Good. Alpha Kappa Alpha. You brought them out there in full effect, and they're having fun. They're partying for a purpose. Yes and uh, they've taken away tonight. So um, this affair and what it means, what does it mean to you? So as always, it's always about community. What can we do to make sure that we are doing our part in community to mm -hmm. be a solution and not a problem? Mm -hmm. And so this event is about raising the funds to continue to engage our senior citizens and to provide a support system for them. In addition to that, it's also about engaging our young girls and young women to give them a foundation so that they can stand strong on shoulders that have stood before them that are strong and continue to rock the legacy of black women that are doing the damn thing. All right, now, we spoke a little bit the whole time about that initiative, combining some of, uh, as Ms. Campbell was like, let's say, let's say the aging and the elders in our community, not yeah. the old word. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and the old. young people in our community, and everyone's involved in that. Yeah. How has it been hands-on uh, working with uh, both groups of people in that intergenerational connection? Well, you know, it, it is a unique challenge. It's a unique opportunity because each generation brings their own unique vision, experiences, and viewpoints mm -hmm. to life, right? And so the opportunity exists in the, in the, in the, uh, in the uniqueness and, and, and the connection of each of those experiences. And this is not any different than that. What I love about where we are and what we're doing is that this is incredibly intergenerational. Right? Yes. We've got the young, young, and we've got the old, old, or the, or the senior, seniors, right? Uh -huh. And everybody is having a good time. And for me, that is indicative that when we honor each other with love and respect, it doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are or where we fall in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the line of, of age. As long as we can find a way to honor each other and support each other and celebrate each other and have a good time, let's do it. And that's what's happening tonight. All right, now putting this thing together, as it's a lot of fun happening now, uh, how did you implement and bring all of this energy together so that people could enjoy themselves on the dance floor and definitely the food is going, the bar is going, the, the, the conversations are flowing and people are catching up, taking pictures. How did you mix all of this energy together so people could enjoy themselves? It's very simple. It's all about G-O-D. God is in the house. Listen, before one person stepped into this space, we had one of our ministers, reverend sisters, come and pray and put oil in this entire space. Because mm. what I know for sure is that if God's not in it, it should not be done. Mm. And so in God's presence and with his honor and grace and love, we are able to bring all of this together. And people can have not only fun, but fun in a way that honors them, fun in a way that is pure and intentional with the uh, purpose of doing something 
something more than just celebrating and dancing. It's doing something for community. It's doing something for someone else. And as long as we can stay focused on what our major is, not our minor, as long as we can stay focused on our major, it and God is in the place, all we have to do is sit back, do the best we can, and at the end of the day, check that box. Lord, as long as we do the best we could, that's all we can do. Okay, Alpha Kappa Alpha Detroit has a cool relationship. Uh, how do you see Alpha Kappa Alpha Detroit, the foundation here? Uh, how do they play off of each other? How does the foundation play off of Detroit and vice versa? So the foundation's been doing uh, incredible things for years and years, and what we need to learn to do better is tell our own story, mm. right? Because what, what we have done is engage young people and engage senior citizens for years and years, and yet, we, and, and yet many people don't know that we've done that, mm -hmm. right? So what, what the value of tonight is for us is that not only do we get to honor the people in this house, give them some love, show them some respect and some honor uh, as they come in to support us, but we also get a chance to tell them this is the work of the community. It's not about us. It's not about Alpha Kappa Alpha specifically. It's about what Alpha Kappa Alpha as an organization founded in, in 1908 can do to help someone else. Okay, and the very last question I got for you is... What do you see moving forward in the future for this organization? Well, you know, I, I am a believer that as long as we aspire to excellence, we will continue to grow towards it. And so I see continued great things. That's a great place to be. It Thank you so big. much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this was another great Black Coffee closing with the great Free Simps. Boom. Yes, yes. Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city.